This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahapa podcast. We're here today to talk about the second part of the 90 Day Fiance season six tell all happily ever after edition. Thankfully, this is the last edition for this season. We can put this season behind us ahead of moving into 90 Day Fiance the other way, which will be premiering next week. But there's still a week until then. Let's focus on the now. Okay. Top Mess Express time. I'm your conductor and host, Puyazan Bikili, ready to break all of it down. And I'm not on my own. I've got my very own partner in all the things, crime, uh, podcasting, life, games. I'm running out of things, but look no further. No need for an introduction anyway. It's Liana Boris. Liana, how are you? <laughs> Ooh, partner in crime. What crimes should we commit? Well, we, you know, we should talk about this stuff offline, probably not on a <laughs> podcast. But I'm not built for a life of look, crime. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. Aww. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I look, hey, I'm super happy to be here. And I think it's fitting because I feel like a lot of the topics that were discussed on the tell all were things that you and I discussed when we did the finale of the regular season. So I think it's only fitting that we talked about them. Now they get to watch them and talk about them. And then we talk about them talking about them. So pretty much amazing. There's layers to this and we just happen to be on top of all of it. So we can dig down. (laughs) Seven layer crime syndicate dip. Oof, that doesn't sound tasty. I'll tell you that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's a crime that this tell all was two parts. I did last week's part one with Rob Sesternino himself. We're here for part two. This could have been one part. I don't think we needed it to be two weeks. I mean, I feel like that's always the case that they could have edited some stuff down. Although I will say I enjoyed both parts of the tell all. So I'm kind of okay with it that they wanted to keep it this way. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, uncomfortable silence at certain moments. And I can't imagine watching it with commercials. But the way I watched it, Totally fine by me. It was kind of nice to hear closing out some of these situations. I feel like this was the most I've ever been interested in Elizabeth and Andre. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we got to hear the weird, like, is Yara pregnant storyline, which was kind of interesting. I had a really good time with this. uh, The final part of the finale. Tell all. Whatever. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I agree. I think this was the best way to consume it, um, which we're not being sponsored by them. But Discovery Plus has been great. No commercial. We get the episodes two days in advance. 
I'm very happy with that. I enjoyed both parts as well. I think I might never forgive them for not giving us a definitive answer to Hookergate, but I will live my life and forget all about this by next week. Honestly, I don't think they had the footage because if I'm remembering correctly, like where they cut to in the episode was her turning to Mike in the kitchen, Natalie turning to Mike in the kitchen being like, your mom called me a hooker. I don't think they have the footage. If I had, if I had to bet, I don't think they have the footage. Do you think they were just sitting in the corner eating like, I don't know, a stuffing sandwich and they heard her be mad and they go, okay, okay, get the cameras, get the camera. Like they just missed it completely. Or, or do you think someone saw it at least? I, I don't know. Like they were outside filming a mic confessional or something like that. I don't know how many cameras they send with them. If there's multiple, I don't, I don't know. But why wouldn't, I don't know. Maybe there's, okay. I think it is because I'm trying to think my thought process is one, would it be beneficial for them to actually give a true resolve to the storyline? Cause otherwise conflict can continue. But at the end of this tell all, they're like, yeah, we're done. Okay. So they're yeah. done. Then show us hooker gate. Yeah. If they had, it. that's why I think they don't have it. Honestly, it, it's almost like, why would they hold on to it if they did have it? Right. Why do they want to archive that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. We'll allow them. It's fine. We'll move on. Uh, we'll move on right into Mike and Angela. It's like the tail end, right? So they kind of ended on this um, cliffhanger where Angela is mad and she shows everyone the the boobs and leaves and storms off. What was your thought about seeing that in the first part and then here in the second part? Well, I don't know. What did Psychic Tracy say? <laughs> it's a woman with an L. I Look, they've been having this exact same conflict for seasons. So it's unsurprising. I will say, though, like Angela's gotten up out of her seat, like stormed out before. So that's not surprising. The boob flashing was definitely the surprise. So that I liked the sort of, all right, let's take our game to the next level in Angela's trashiness of, okay, now I'm going to expose myself. I'm going to leave. Then I'm going to come back, fight some more and then actually leave for good again. I do not understand. I have watched at this point, sadly, many hours of Angela in motion, in conversation, in reaction, in anger, in sadness, in happiness. I do not understand any time Angela's logic in anything. So, like you mentioned, she leaves. She's all mad. She leaves with Skyla. She says, I'm pretty much done. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. And she kept phrasing it weird. So her whole thing was, we can stay married if, if he wants, but I'm going to do my own thing unless he gets the visa. Like, what does that mean? Just say you're out or you're in. Don't hokey pokey with me. Yeah, but she's done this before. I'm pretty sure they broke up at the end of the last tell all that they were on, or at least the first one. For sure they did. For I remember yeah. distinctly <laughs> that they had been done done. Yeah, it was that weird one where they would go through the couples one at a time and they had Angela, just Angela sitting by herself on the couch with Michael on the TV. Do you remember that one? I think it, because yeah. it was the other way. Oh, you know what it was? It was because it was the other way or maybe was before on camera. The, or before the 90 days. Yeah. So like half of the party like couldn't be there in person. So it didn't really make sense to just have one piece of each party. So they did it separately. Whatever. Not important. So anyway, <laughs> the point is, is that, yeah, she's done this before where she's threatened to break up with him. And then the whole comment about well, I got married in Nigeria, so it's not valid here. <laughs> what? Is that, is that real? 
That's not real. If that, if that isn't some what happens in Vegas stays in yes. Vegas nonsense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what? I I mean, maybe I don't know anything about marriage law, but as far as I'm concerned, like whatever fine it's Angela I think the whole thing with her then also uh, the thing with psychic Tracy and you know maybe she just needed to go outside and smoke but I mean Lydia's comment if she's a clown you go on Lydia nailed it right on the head Lydia knows what she's saying. No, and honestly, this is not abnormal behavior for for a smoker to look for any reason to storm off to smoke and then come back completely fine. Because when she came back, she seemed fine for at least the five minutes and then like started getting angry again. So it was weird. It was awkward. And I mean, Angela, you know, she hit you with all her greatest hits of you know what Angela won't do? Kiss nobody ass. Angela's not going to kiss anyone's ass. Blah, blah, blah. Good riddance. Mm-hmm. I'm over Angela at this point. I, you know, we'll get to Michael because he definitely comes up because he stays. He's on. They've paid for that room to Skype in. So he's not leaving the set. Just Angela is poor guy has to sit here through everyone else's problems. So we'll get to him. But for now, Angela's gone. And, and truthfully, if we never see her again, I'll be happy. Uh, we're gonna see her again sorry I just I, I have that feeling I don't know I mean look she stepped her game up she showed her tits and in the final call with Michael she does it again where she's like it's very much um, Kitty from Arrested Development like and say goodbye to these and she like holds the camera phone down to show her boobs and is like alright now now I'm gone classic Angela yeah. um at this point, it's the end of the season, so I do not mind knowing, like, you know, spoiler, are they still together? Do we know if they're still together or not? I have no idea. I'm going to assume yes. They've been together okay. for so long now. There's, yeah, they've, they've gone through a lot of ups and downs, mostly downs, some ups. So <laughs> if they're still together come next season, I am not shocked in the least bit. I just hope that they're not on my TV screen anymore, to be honest. Well, they have a shared Instagram account that seems to still be active. So shared as in like they it's one Instagram for two couples. It says Angela and Michael. Would you have a shared Instagram with me? Like, no, no. Right. That's weird. I mean, I don't like it's mostly Angela, I think. Because it's her with a bunch of tummy, flat tummy vitamins that she's selling. Uh, Add at flat tummy co. And she's, where is she? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But it's definitely a shared account and they posted two days ago and it still says Angela and Michael. So I'm going to assume that whatever attention Angela got that night in New York City didn't uh, dissuade Michael from them being together. Okay, so yeah, they're still together. Then sadness prevails. We'll probably see them in next season. We move. We'll move on. Yeah, we move. Okay, so then uh, let's see. What is next here? (laughs) So we didn't need to touch much on the whole woman with an L, psychic Tracy, but Aunt Lydia speaks her piece, and we move on to Elizabeth and Andre next. So hold on. I just I have a photo I really want to show you. It's from their shared Instagram account. 
Perhaps you okay. can include it somewhere in the show notes of the show. It's just, it's Michael. It's from their shared Instagram account. It's just Michael standing in front of his car giving a thumbs up. <laughs> and it says, happy new month, fam. Hashtag let love lead. Thumbs up. So this is weird. It's a shared Instagram, but it's her name. It's Demangela. Yeah, but he posts clearly from it. So, thumbs up. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a link of it in the description potentially for uh, for people who want to see the thumbs up. The thumbs up is how if someone asked me how was the season of ninety day, it's like a forced smile with a little thumbs up. It's like mm, it's good. It's very good. like not yeah. It's not even all the way up, so you can clearly see it. It's kind of like ooh yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah, we should each take a picture similar to that, and then next week ahead of the premiere of the other way, be like, "New season, fam! Happy new <laughs> season!" <laughs> okay, sounds good. We'll take it in front of the car. All right, sounds good. So, what doesn't? What sounds good here is Elizabeth and Andre. They seem to be doing great. Um, the work relationship he has is good with Chuck. Libby's proud of him, that he's growing closer to her dad. So they're very happy there. They talk about how they work together now, I guess. So he hammers the fridges. She does the interior. What did you think about the first impression of Elizabeth and Andre in this segment? Okay, well, first things first, I need to say this about everybody. Um, Like every single segment, my favorite part is always the comments from the peanut gallery, like hearing everybody chime in with their two cents that is just completely unnecessary and Mm -hmm. out of place. So I'm just going to say that because I feel like there's a lot going on here, especially when Charlie comes out and they're all like yelling at each other. But when we first got the introduction, you know, Sean starts with, oh, and how's your daughter? Oh, and you're flipping houses together. Oh, and we're all so happy. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, they have to talk about the babysitter issue a little bit. And like the peanut gallery, of course, has their opinions about that. Like she's working from home. I thought that um, who is it? that Was it Kalani? I think it was Kalani who said the thing about if I have a five minute task with a two year old, it's going to take me two hours <laughs> because yeah. he's like running off doing whatever. Anyway, that was like the smallest little issue. So it seemed like they were in a really good spot. Yeah, honestly, it didn't seem like there was a lot of problem. I'll just fast forward real quick to the end of the episode where they kind of do their final words. And it sounds like Libby wants Andre and her to focus on the relationship a little bit more than work because he's doing a lot more working than relationship. But besides that, they seem to be completely fine. Probably the best out of all the couples. If I have to think off the top of my head real quick. So that's good for them. Everything sounds good for them. Um, I Andre not wanting this babysitter still doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially because if she's working from home and the babysitter is with the baby at home, then mm-hmm. what's the problem then? You know, it's not like she's leaving the baby with a complete unknown. She's in the house. She said she might, she would know who the person is and she's working from home. I th- I feel like it's a win-win, but you know, it's not my baby and not my family. So it's not my say. <laughs> not my baby, not my family. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to start using that. I don't know in what context, but that's hilarious. Yeah. I, look, whatever. I mean, again, of all the issues in this family, the it, it, it is the entire family, right? It's them versus the family because 
at least apart from the babysitter issue, Elizabeth and Andre get along really well and seem to want to work as a team. So I'm so happy when they brought in Chuck and of course, Charlie, we get a little bit later. And I think, was it Becky? Yeah, Becky was on the Jen, TV screen. Oh, Becky. Jen. Okay, you know, whatever. Your 50-50 chance. They're interchangeable yeah. to me. <laughs> they don't have enough of their own personality for me to distinguish them independently. All right, so the sister. That's one of fair. the sisters. One of the sisters was there. Yeah, so um, the big news we get out of their whole thing of where they are now versus what we had seen is that it sounds like Charlie's been cut off by everyone. Charlie was the root of that fight that we also got to see the clip of again and everyone's been sick of his nonsense so they got that's what we heard is that Chuck has been cut from the family and he's out of the family business he was fired by Chuck and then they bring in Chuck and Chuck shows up you know he's there again so this is not the first but Chuck got who said that my mom is single by the way like people keep trying to like pair Chuck up with somebody I feel like it happened last season as well I I don't know because he's got money, runs his own business. Perhaps they see that as him being an eligible suitor. I don't. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I will agree with Rob about they need, and this is Chuck Pot Roast's music, and then they bring in the, because it's really awkward when <laughs> Did you say Chuck Pot Roast. <laughs> no, what's their last pot host? Pot host. Pot roast. What's their last name? Um, yeah, it's something pot, right? P o double t something. Pot host. Pot host? Whatever. Fine. Pot host. Yeah. P O T T H A S T. Okay. Chuck Pot host. When they bring him out, Chuck is like, all right, and let's welcome in Chuck. And it's like super awkward silence as he just saunters across <laughs> out of the black abyss of the cameras up to sit on stage in the little designated guest spot. Anyway, they need something to fill the, the the silence of that moment. It could be anything. It could be, yeah, a hot sauce, hella hot sauce. It could be just some instrumental music. It could be uh, the dulcet sounds of Angela yelling at Michael. I don't care. But the silence is really awkward. Yeah, so you you would like some entrance music. I'm never going to say no to entrance music. That sounds like a win to me. I mean, they, like, you know, make it a bit of a production. I'm cool with that. I think that it would help the ambiance. So, yeah, especially because Chuck comes on pretty much to get grilled about his family once again. Um, they, you know, they obviously most of the questions here are directed towards, well, did you choose your son or did you choose your son-in-law and what happened there? Um, I just feel bad for Chuck at this point. I really do. I, I so there was one moment though where I was really confused because w- Elizabeth and Andre made it seem like everything was going really well with them and with Chuck and then Ch- Chuck came out and then said something when Sean said oh well, what are all the issues and Chuck was like well it was an Andre showed up and I was like stop faking this drama because we know because you immediately go to defending Andre as soon as the children, your other children come in and start bashing Andre. So like clearly you're on Andre's side and you don't think that, I mean, I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it is, but still like Chuck is going to side with Andre ultimately. So yeah, so he's, it doesn't take much to see that he valued Andre and his contribution to the business, Andre's mentality, Andre's hard work. So. It's very clear to him that he has no problem with Andre. The problem here lies with the fact that he doesn't want to admit, and and Andre says this at the end of the episode, but he doesn't admit that, yes, 
we've cut ties with Char- uh, Char- uh, Charlie. Yes, we're not in good position here because ABCD. Yes, I'm mad at my daughters for trying to get another business going behind my back. He doesn't, I think Chuck doesn't ever want to put his kids in a bad light. Even when all the evidence is now on the internet forever and on footage forever, he will, he just doesn't want to be caught saying that. It seems mm-hmm. like. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it is what it is. The it classic is deflection, is. yeah, of every uh, mm-hmm. 90 day fiance couple. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, clearly he's in a tough spot. I get that. And, and the family's business is starting to fall into disarray, especially with the whole Charlie thing. I'm not going to lie. This is the moment when I actually became super invested in them because this to me feels real. The drama with Charlie, because it's almost like they didn't, kind of didn't want to talk about it a little bit. Yes, I agree. Because there were moments of it. I'm, I, we can just jump around on them here. So Jen is on the video. She's not in in person. And when they bring Char- uh, Charlie out into the, you know, to the stage, all the questions directed around Charlie, it seemed like no one really wanted to bring up that, yes, uh, Charlie's drinking is the problem. He instigates everything. He's causing stuff. It felt like one of those ugly moments that they kind of wanted to keep internal, but the show wasn't going to let them. And Andre certainly did not hold back in calling it out. So yes, yes, exactly. And that was the moment where, cause I, we, I knew there was something going on behind the scenes that they just like, didn't want to deal with, especially from the, the last bit with them, the whole like real fight that happened. <laughs> and it was the moment when Andre said something like, look what you're doing with your life, bro. That was the I was like, ooh, there's something going on here. And then finally he started getting into like just straight up being like, yeah, Charlie has a problem with alcohol. And Sean was thankfully there willing to be like, okay, do you actually think this is a problem? Like, do you and then even the sister Jen? Yes. Well done. Jen, Jen, <laughs> Jen had a bad <laughs> I know you told me, but I forgot. Even Jen had to like comment on it. And that was kind of part of the reason why he was out of like out of the business. And then of course Charlie's in there just like, bro, 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 bro. What are you talking about, bro? Bro. And when Andre <laughs> clocked him in the, you know, behind the scenes scene, when he was like, he was effed up right now. Like you heard how he talks. I was like, oh, this is real. This this felt so much more real to me. Yeah, I 100% agree that this felt like the least scripted this family has ever been. Yeah, ever I'm been. here for it. I'm actually, mm-hmm. I, I hate that I'm here for it, but I want to know what happens because it, it this like, you know, the the son that's been torn out of the family business and Andre is coming in to replace him and they have a whole beef. That to me is very fascinating. Yeah, well, to me, it's been fascinating from the minute in the middle of that, like, uh, barbecue fight they had when Mm -hmm. Jen and Becky were taking the side of Andre. Granted, you could tell they hated it, but they were like, no, Charlie's the problem. And that's when you realize, oh, this is real because they don't like this guy and they're siding with him. So there's a problem here. Now, you said that you were all in on this. You are curious. How curious is my question? Meaning, let's say, let me paint you a word picture, okay? It's it's the March of 2022, okay? The leaves are non-existent because it's still the winter, but it's a cool winter's morning. And like, it's sunny, so it's nice, a glimmer of hope out there. And they announce the family pot host 
uh, <laughs> season one has been greenlit. Are you yeah, in? I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it because <laughs> I got su- okay because I got super invested. I I went to the so there's two 90 Day Fiance subreddits or at least two that I know about. There's like the regular 90 Day Fiance subreddit and then there's the 90 Day Fiance Uncensored subreddit, mm-hmm. which is like. Much a little bit more, uh, you know, controversial, if you will. Anyway, so they've been posting some of the Instagram stories from Charlie's wife, Meg Pot Host, and she Instagrammed something that said, "Just watch part two of the tell all, and it makes me want to barf." The way my husband's family talks about him, disgusting barf face emoji. They say he's toxic. No, all his family that talk crap and spread lies about him are toxic. Canceling us out of the family and saying he's toxic to make themselves feel better. Joke. Guess my kids are toxic too because you will have nothing to do with them either. Emoji with the eyes, like not like eye roll, but like up, like just like straight up. Uh-huh. That's the okay. eye roll emoji. Anyway, <laughs> so she's like throwing some stones and um, family. Yeah, fine. You know what? I've been so against a family pot host. TV show, but you know what? They got me, gals. Especially because I took a screenshot of Charlie's face in one of the confessionals. His eyes are incredibly dilated. He's on something. Oh, and I know that I sure I should be like, oh, he should get help and like, but like drama though. So drama's good. Sorry, Charlie. If the family podcast get a show, guaranteed you're going to get the family podcast podcast here with me <laughs> when I cover it on the 90 Day Fiance wrap ups. That'll definitely happen. Oof. And then Charlie at the end being like, I, yeah, well, I have my own business. Okay, Charlie. <laughs> sure. I don't know what business that is. <gasps> Ooh, what if it's something illegal? How fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I believe every single family member of the family pot host is on a website that is designed um, specifically for wind blowing electronics. <laughs> oh, fans. 
but like just those fans just fans yeah so that might be the family business um well, I wonder how the uh, how the Pothost family business is going to take some of the changes to the air Website. blowing accessories. <laughs> yeah, the the wind blowing web. It's OnlyFans. I don't know why I'm saying it like we can't say it. It's OnlyFans. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what else Charlie's doing. I feel like if he was doing anything, Reddit would have told us by now. So. I have no idea. What I do know is that the man definitely needs help and has lost his family who were probably siding with him up until here. It's just convenient that because Andre is there, he can just blame it on Andre and not take accountability for his actions and his problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a, an easy scapegoat for mm-hmm. him, which actually yeah. now kind of, I mean, it kind of makes sense, like putting all of it together. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned his eyes being dilated. Um, when someone keeps calling everyone bro like that, you know they're on one. Like, no one's broing that much unless one of two reasons. They're in a frat and they're amongst bros or they're on Jersey Shore and it's the year 2009 and they're broing. No one else is broing that much, especially to your, like, I would, like, to your siblings and your father, like, you're not broing everybody. I just, I just can't see that. Bro, don't call me bro, bro, bro. Don't bro me if you don't know me. Oh my God. Did you have a shirt that said that? I feel like you would have. No, no. You have a t-shirt that says No, no. No, no. I bet you did when you were in your graphic t-shirt or like saying t-shirt phase. I love that you are like being facetious because you know I had that t-shirt because you took it. It was with you and you wore it a bunch of times. I forgot. This was a Becky Jen moment. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I could see you being that person. Oh wait, no, you were that person. (laughs) No wonder I can see you wearing one because I've worn it. <laughs> yep, exactly. I yeah, well, did whatever. a graphics tee for a, a phase. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, don't yeah. bro me if you don't know me, bro. Bro. Oh, that would be bro. so good to wear. If I ever met Charlie, I I gotta just carry that shirt. I think with me if I ever go to Florida, just in case I run into him, I can take a snapshot. <laughs> the idea that you're like, I'll just casually bump into this one guy from 90 Days. So I need to take this T-shirt with me. <laughs> Is one of the many ridiculous things that uh, I appreciate about you. If only he was still working for the Pothaus family business, because then I could schedule a viewing and hope he would show up to one of their houses. Oh yeah. well. Um, what if we took him out for uh, Mongolian cuisine? You know, a hot pot with the Pothaus. That could be fun. Hot, <laughs> hot, pothaus, mm. hot pot. Hot pot. Hot pot. Just move no, on. We took him to Olive Garden as hot pasta with the Pothaus. When you're here, you're pot host. <laughs> All right. Let's um put a lid on this pot host and move on. Um do, do they have anything else? No, we've already talked about it. Uh, is there anything from the peanut gallery that you want to talk about with regards to them? I know that Jovi felt like they both wanted to fight, puts the blame on both of them. Mike mm-hmm. of Mike and Natalie fame. Agreed. Yara felt sorry for Chuck. And actually, Yara might have said my favorite part of the whole segment when she was like, sell your businesses, move to the Bahamas, and just start a new life with women there and just move on from this family. <laughs> yeah, buy a yacht, go to the Bahamas and hang out with bitches, I think was the quote. 
<laughs> which was really great. Um, no, it was so funny to hear Jara, J- Jara, Jovi chime in on this because it was like very much Pothos calling the kettle black type moment. Um, like, because you know that he's been in several fights. Like, come on. Like, he just has such a punchable face. So that, that I would believe. And then, um, the one other moment, this isn't from the peanut gallery, but from, I guess Charlie is a bit of the peanut gallery when he, <laughs> he said to Andre, why don't you go flip houses in Moldova? Yeah. When, when asked how to reconcile, he was like, I don't know. Maybe you go <laughs> flip houses in Moldova. Basically saying, just leave. That's what I would like for you to leave. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was fun. I had fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. Andre ultimately, when asked and pushed to apologize, he's like, I'm not going to apologize. Charlie says, if you want to be cool, I'm cool. I don't hold grudges. Again, trying to make it seem like it's all Andre. And um, Sean appreciates them for coming on just as she does with everyone because she's nice. And then we go for a break. And Chuck talks about how he's disappointed Andre doesn't want to apologize. Which, mm-hmm. again, Chuck, not enough amount of cookouts, barbecues, RV trips, Disney World plans. Nothing will ever fix this. You cannot fix this. Yeah, it's... Oh, I mean, look. Ultimately, do I think it's fixable? Yes, but you better be ready to shell out for a lot of therapy for everybody involved. Especially Charlie. Because this is going to take a lot of man hours Mm-hmm. therapists and money to fix um a quick question how many and this is more of a technical question how many people could be like at one therapy session at one sitting like could you have like is there a limit or like only four people per time kind of thing um okay so i mean all my so my therapy is all just me and my therapist but the therapy mm-hmm. sessions i've been to before with my family. I've been to couples therapy and then I've also done family therapy and it was Mm -hmm. three people. But I assume that you could be families could be of any size. You could have the whole family there. I just Yeah, you can do any combination. I mean I there might be some upper limit of like no more than ten. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. This uh, family the family pothos, there's a lot of people. So like would they all be able to be there or do they have to be in little groups? I don't know. But now, Liana, I'm gonna share my screen with you and show you an image I found of another enthusiastic thumbs up here. So this (laughs) this is to paint everyone the picture, this is Elizabeth and Andre at these it says Tampa Bay Boat Parade for the Stanley Cup champs go bolts and it's Andre and Elizabeth like arm in arm and then it's Chuck next to them with his little thumbs up in all blue as well wearing blue shorts and a blue polo <laughs> he's like the awkward third wheel in the background just like mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, it'd be funny if we find couple more of these thumbs ups on the way to finishing this podcast but we'll see we'll keep it going we'll put together our collage of thumbs up uh, thumbs I up, look I mean clearly Chuck is so happy to have someone who actually does work in this family and it is Andre <laughs> so thumbs up to Andre 
Big thumbs up, Andre. I mean, ultimately, that's it seems like that's what changed his entire view of Andre, because no one could ever call Andre the the leech of the family because he's clearly putting in work. And then he showed everyone up and they think it's manipulation when really he's just doing the work they should have been doing. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then um I, I just want to say one more peanut gallery item and then we can move on from them. And that peanut gallery item is when they went on when went to the break, they talked about this fake persona he puts on. I think Kalani was talking about how he seems like he's more sensitive than he lets on. And then they talk about how he's trying to be fake macho, which I think we've always seen. When mm-hmm. no one walks in and says, call the cops on themselves, unless they're trying to put on a front that there's some like badass. Yeah. I mean, it's very much peacocking, you know, the concept oh, yeah. of just like, I gotta flash all my bright feathers. So... Macho, macho man, Charlie. Macho man. Okay. The next segment, <laughs> they really like land here for a little bit. And Sean goes, well, I, Mike, I just, Michael, I just want to ask you now, Angela's not here. You can talk to us freely. What do you think about Angela's body, new body? And Michael says that before he didn't really like, you know, the change in the size of the breast, but now he loves her body with the boobs. And then he says, she knows I'm a boob guy, blah, blah, blah. And this is where Sean decides, hey, I'm going to let everyone here know that you were nursed till you were nine. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a long time. Uh, I've, you know, I, uh, I was breastfed for a while. I thought I was breastfed for a long time. I think I was breastfed for like one and a half to two years. I thought that was a long time. Michael's got me beat. I mean, nine years. I'm pretty sure Michael holds the world record. Like I, that's entirely till possible. <laughs> till nine years old. Okay. What? Okay. I'm trying to remember. What grade are you in when you're nine years old? Uh, like, okay. Let's see. So you're five, Third? six in kindergarten, six, seven in first grade, seven, eight in se- so yeah, third grade. Yeah. Third grade. <gasps> was she was she pumping and like putting in his lunches, or was it just like? A nighttime at home. See, okay, so I don't know, uh, um, but the way he describes it, and I don't know if this might be language bear or not, but he talks about how he would like play with them and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I did it. Yeah, I was like, this need not recapping, but just in case you've not watched the episode, I want you to know that it came up again, and everyone was very shocked. The peanut gallery was just, "What are you doing, Michael? What's going on?" Yeah, and I love the fact that everybody got to to comment. And there was um, there was a video going around where when Sean Robinson asked if anybody else breastfed for that long, you can kind of see Brandon nodding in the background, but it's hard to know whether or not he was agreeing with the statement or just not paying attention and just nodding along to anything that Sean said. But that was the other one that I would believe. <laughs> the Brandon I would believe the other one. Yeah, if they were going head to head for the record, I think Brandon could have been the other one going right. for that record. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. All right, speaking of records, um, it took really no time before they decided, let's uh, spin this one back and put the clip show on for Jovi and Yara at the strip club. And I was very happy they chose this clip because Jovi has had a lot of comments to throw in other people's families. I was ready for him to get his. And this did not disappoint. Everyone 
was shocked and appalled. Julia was so mad watching this. I was like, yeah, if Brandon was found within two feet of, of any of this, Brandon would have been long gone. Oh, um, Kalani did mention at the beginning of the episode to Brandon and said, how was your first experience at the strip club? Because they saw Angela's boobs. And Brandon was like, it didn't go how I expected it to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I forgot about that. That was really funny. And then they cut to Michael being all mad. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Look, it, it, it Jovi deserves this absolutely 100%. And the fact that the entire peanut gallery went in on him, not only that, but then they brought in Gwen, who of course was like, yeah, I'm on Yara's side. Of course, because I'm not an idiot. I think it was, I can't remember what one of the men said something along the lines of, so you took your postpartum wife on your anniversary to a strip club? What? Like, how does that not ring any bells or like red raise any red flags, Jovi? How did you think in any way that this is acceptable? The red flags were there already. Then finding out that it was their anniversary made it 20 billion times worse for me. I just couldn't believe it's your anniversary and she didn't get any say on where to go. And my favorite line here was from um, Andre, who said, you took a postpartum mother to a strip club on your okay. anniversary. You yeah. got off easy with a slap. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that, I think that's the quote that I was thinking of. They all like meshed together in my head because it was just a bunch of people hating on Jovi. But I'm I'm happy they included that full clip. At first, I was frustrated that they didn't show the part before where he where they talk about going to the strip club. I mean, I get it was probably too long for the show, but the part where they show him saying, look, like, Lyle, let's go have fun, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay. And he's like, and if you ever feel uncomfortable, we'll leave. Because he legitimately promised that they could leave yep. if she's uncomfortable. She's vocalizing to him, communicating clearly, hey, I'm uncomfortable, let's go. And the idiot mwah, blows a kiss to a stripper. I can't picture any situation where... I'm like, hey, I have this interest. Would you come with me? We, we, we like experience it together. And you're like, yes. If you so much as said you're not vibing, I would leave. Because then once I know you are not enjoying yourself, I would never enjoy myself. Doesn't matter what it is. So right. I just don't understand where he can switch that part of him off and just be like, nope, I want to be here. That's what we're going to do. Deal with it. Otherwise, you're the boring mom now. Like, mm -hmm. come on. No, I mean, he's so self-interested. So, yeah. and Mama Gwen calls it out. Miss Gwen says, mm -hmm. you got a lot of growing up to do. And then, My of bestie. course, oh, the, oh, yeah, that was really cute to see Yara and Gwen's relationship. They clearly mm -hmm. get along really well. Uh, but then Jovi brings up the excuse of like, oh, well, it's hard to be a father. So it's not hard to be a mother? Like, what are you even saying? Yeah, like, clearly Yara's been able to just... Yeah, she's a professional mother. She's been a professional mother for many years. No, guy. It's her first baby, too. Like, yeah. And again, she had to do the birthing. She had to do the taking care of while you were gone. Like, in what world is this easy for her? And in what world is this her ideal? Like, she would love to have fun and, and goof off. But also, she, someone's got to be responsible, especially when the, the second party is the most irresponsible, self-interested person ever. 
Well, I mean, your 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 goals change, right? Like you mm-hmm. you choose because you want to shift your time to taking care of your child. And that was what we got, especially when Gwen was talking about how, you know, your focus, Jovi, can't be your friends. That can't be the first thing that you think of. It can't be about you because you have a child now. You have a responsibility. Your priorities should shift. <laughs> the, and, and, you know, at some point, you go from being a me to being a we. And when you become a we, the priorities change, the goals change, they become more of a merged shared goals amongst the two. And then when there is a baby involved as well, or a child involved, then it's a we as a family. Now there's more shared goals, shared interests, new things that have to change. You can't just be like, well, I need to cling on to this party living because that's my life and I need it. And it's a part of me. It's not a personality trait. Like mm-hmm. you're, you know, life evolves. You evolve with it. It's simple as that. <laughs> when strip clubs are a personality trait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, whatever. Yeah. The good news is, um, Gwen sides with Yara. So I'm happy about that, um, and that um. She th- she did mention that she thinks Yara might be a little too attached to Myla, but also recognizes, well, she had no one like Myla and Yara had each other. That was it. So ultimately now she gets why they're close, but she might have to let go a little bit. And Yara agrees. Yara's like, yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. Um, but then the biggest surprise probably comes when. They mentioned that um, Yara missed her. What do you, Liana, what do you call it? What is that thing? Um, that, that Yara might have missed? Oh, yeah, her, her period. Oh, yes, that thing. So she might have missed her period. Um, get it? Because she also didn't know what it was at her, the time. Her Becky. Jen. <laughs> her Jen. <laughs> yeah. So she might be pregnant is kind of where they left us on commercial here, or would have been a commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's just a lot of yada yada around the whole pregnancy thing. Like, well, did you take a test? No. Okay. That's like, that could have been the whole segment, but no, they spent time being like, well, what would it be like if you had another kid? Which to me is like, they're not pregnant because they wouldn't need to do this. If she was legitimately pregnant, they would just say she's like, it's more drama to do it that way. So to me, it was them trying to make this mountain out of a molehill and say, Oh, but, but what if she was though? Yeah. Um, they tried to make a big mountain out of this. Nothing there. The big takeaway though was if I am pregnant, I am going back to the Ukraine. I am not sticking around here and raising two kids when Jovi is not around. Like that's just mm-hmm. not happening. It's too much of a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want spoilers or no? Uh, yes, please. Uh, it's the end of the season and we're not going to see them at least for the next like six months. So that's fine. Yeah, okay. So I follow Yara on YouTube. Don't at me. Okay. And a notification popped up for one of her videos. And it was gender reveal. No. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? No. So I didn't have time to watch the video. (laughs) So I actually lived my whole life thinking that she was pregnant with a second kid. But turns out it was like a prank video. She's not actually pregnant. People like scoured her Instagram and like tried to validate that she wasn't pregnant. 
she's not pregnant. It turns out it was like a friend's gender reveal party. How many months has this video been out? Uh, This was posted the 18th of August. (laughs) Okay, so for the last four days, you thought she's she the second pregnancy was real. Yes. (laughs) I actually thought she was pregnant before I watched the episode. Oh, and then I would. But then nothing clicked for me because of everything I just said. It was like, well, if she knows she's pregnant, why wouldn't she just say like it's more drama to say you're pregnant? So then I was like, maybe she's not pregnant. And then I got confused. And then I finally followed up on it. And no, she's not pregnant. So spoiler alert, no second baby. So no Ukraine yet. Good, good. Because it's uh, even like even in the midst, let's say they there there was potential thought that she might be pregnant. The way Jovi was handling it live in front of the whole um, the rest of the cast was horrible because he's like, yeah, we're not ready for a second baby. Let's just say that. Like, but okay. Fine. Yeah. Oh, I, also, yeah. so I'm looking at the comments of the video, and the one one of the comments says, "Great dad, Jovi, using your phone with your wife and baby in the car. Jovi, please stop texting while driving. It's so dangerous." It is, Jovi. What are you doing? <laughs> what an idiot! All right. So he's yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, not surprised. <laughs> but that's good use of clickbait though the way because i'm looking at her yeah, she did this, a good job. Thumbnail, this thumbnail you can tell she did it herself it's very it's got little emojis here and there but at seventy nine thousand views so you look at you yara look at you putting it out there yeah. lovely yeah well done yeah. proud of her <laughs> very proud of her clickbait ability on youtube lovely <laughs> well done mm-hmm. okay well Let's go to another couple who have also had drama of potentially having more children amongst them. Let's go to Kalani and Asuelu next. Okay. Mm-hmm. So would you like to take the reins on this one and, and kind of set us up here? Oof. I mean, this was the big last sort of big segment that we get in the episode. And this is where we get the, you know, talk about moving to Samoa. They bring in Kalani. Kalini. They bring in Kalini who appeared to be wearing the same jumpsuit as Angela, but that's neither here nor there. And then, of course, we get the big fighting of Asuelu's family, where both... God, what are their names? One of them, Sarah Lucina, but not Sarah, just Lucina. One is Lucina, the other is Tammy. Yes. The the mom and the sister come in, and then, I mean, it's just so much drama. I mean, the fact that when they announced that Asuelu's family was going to be brought in and Kalani just starts crying and then Asuelu's eyes also start getting red. Oof. Like you, that, I mean, that also is very real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when Asuelu, bless his heart, immediately goes, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh no. Oh no. You know, it's going to go bad. And here's the thing with Asuelu and Kalani. I think they're a lovely couple. I think that their relationships full of love. They care for each other. I think this one little aspect um, that they disagree on is just a very big disagreement where Oswelu at the end of the season, we saw talk about potentially wanting to move to Samoa so that he can show Kalani how his family, like how they live there and like maybe get some inspiration from that. And then he mentions, you know, what, uh, women in Samoa might be doing in front of the whole cast and the whole cast kind of like disagrees with him for the most part. Um, and then he talks about how he might not be able, he doesn't really cook cause he doesn't know how to cook because in Samoa they cook outside on like rocks and stuff. And she was like, no, 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 you know how to cook. Don't even act like you don't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. But 
the big uh, reveal here for me was that it's very, very clear that they have reached an agreement on having the next baby because it sounds like they both want a daughter at some point, but it sounds like us. Well, taken his foot off the gas on pushing and seems to understand that it's her, like, you know, it's my wife's body. It's her choice. And all of this comes out in the middle of the disagreements and arguments between the two of them and Lucina and Tammy and also Colini who was there. Right. I mean, this was so, so like made me feel so much better about Kalani and Oswelu because obviously mm-hmm. we didn't end them in necessarily the best of terms. But the way that they functioned, I felt like truly as a unit that was on the same page, that made me feel so good. It warmed my mm-hmm. heart and just it felt nice to see them not fighting with each other, but taking on the drama of of Lucina and Tammy, which I get is so much. And I think it was um Andre Andre maybe that commented on it that was look these are like major cultural differences and I think that he really just hit the nail on the head I mean look mm-hmm. the way that Tammy and Lucina are behaving uh, to me, it was very unacceptable. But what they believe in and what they stand for, that, you know, obviously I think is 100% cultural. So they're just never going to be on the same page. And I don't know how you reconcile that. Yeah, definitely there seems to be some conflict there or disagreements there on, on how they're behaving, I guess, towards one another, potentially. It's just we've come such a long way, Liana, from when mm-hmm. Asuelu would just lock himself in the in the bedroom and play games and sleep there and not be with Kalani. They're on the same page. They're taking all of this conflict on head on together, like to the point where they Tammy is out here instigating and instigating and instig- trying to get a rise out of Asuelu that hey you chose her family over us and he's like mm-hmm. no you were disrespectful to me in my house and to my yeah. wife it's her body it's her choice I had no choice but to you know throw you out and then came the whole obviously did you, you, you can't push your mom Natalie is on the same page as Tammy being like, yeah you can't push your mama you're never supposed to push your mama and then they show us the clip again which seems like he like lifted her out of the house is the way I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I think that's where the cultural comes in. Where like, you know, depending who you are, you might see that as a very uh, rude gesture, a very aggressive gesture, or however you might uh, take But to me, it seemed like he was just moving them out because of the drama that was ensuing and the conflict that was ensuing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, and that's the that's the thing is that he was put in a really tough situation. I mean, what do you ex- kind of expect him to do? You know, it, it's um, think of the the Charlie Chuck or the um, Andre Charlie fight. Right. Like so it show, someone should hold them back. You know what I mean? What? Uh, what? OK, so hear me out. OK. Yeah. Charlie attempts to reconcile with Chuck. And they start a candle factory and it's called Charlie and the Chuck Lit Factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Five out of five stars. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Sorry. In the midst of the serious conversation. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, that. that's, that's like, that's perfect. That perfectly describes how I feel about 90 Day Fiance is that I can be in the middle of something very serious and honestly, I just don't even care. Like, yeah. <laughs> these people are all just, it's so intense. It's so much. But anyway, if the pot hosts 
we're gonna get involved here you know like in their their little conflict then of course like it makes sense that somebody's gonna step in here and separate those two as well so i didn't i didn't think it was anything bad uh, they it was just people who were all heated coming at each other trying to like prevent anything bad from happening preventing hopefully anybody from being struck in the face which you yes. know obviously not ideal and and here's the thing is that i have a hard time empathizing with Tammy because I feel like Tammy wants to fight. Like there's no world where I see Tammy wanting to reconcile. Tammy was about to go one-on-one with Yara during this whole thing um, where Yara is trying to, you know, kind of reason with, and Tammy goes, you, why are you talking to me? You don't know who I am. It's like, well, Tammy, like, you know, you know, she's just trying to talk to you. She's trying to figure stuff out with you. Why are you trying to throw out in the ring here? Why? Mm -hmm. She just wants to fight. And then even when um, the the like confessional scene afterwards, the talking head scene with uh, mm-hmm. Tammy and Lucina, when, you know, the, the Lucina, the mom is like, well, you know, maybe he'll come to his senses. Tim's like, no, <laughs> he's a baby. He was the youngest. He's a baby. He's still a baby. He's never going to come to his senses. You give up on him. Just very intense. Baby. He's baby. Baby. You're a baby. <laughs> No, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Lacina believes she is owed an apology. Aswellu asks why should he even be apologizing, and then Ronald agrees with him. And when Ronald agrees with anything, you have to do a double take. But it's fine. We move. Aswellu says Ron- it'll take him time Ronald, to think about Ronald it. Had so, sorry, Ronald had so many moments where he would just chime in with some stupid one line from across the globe on your little TV screen. Like, Shut up, Ronald. What do you know? I mean, Ronald had pretty much Ronald had a front row seat to the reunion. That's how it felt because him mm. and Tiffany had no like nothing this episode at all during this second part. Oh, yeah. No was over yeah. up in there. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So then the last thing that happens before they quote wrap up, right? Was um before we leave, we have to ask Mike and Natalie, is it over? My, silence. More silence. More so Mike goes, Yeah. Natalie. Natalie, quiet. Silence. Yes. Thank the Lord. It is over. They are done. We are fine. However, Leon, I did mention last week that people have spotted Natalie filming with a camera crew with a new man. So I think that we're going to see Natalie again on 90 Day the Single Life Season 2, and I am not ready for that. Yeah, I I think we are as well. And I think she accidentally Instagrammed something that then she deleted later about her appearing on The Single Life. So I I strongly believe that we're going to see her. Maybe we're going to meet who the guy in New Orleans is. If he's ever gonna show up again, but uh, but yeah, the the when when Sean asks is the relationship over and Mike goes yeah, and then Sean tries to dress it up a little bit and be like ah, so Michael said yes, like no no no, he said yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pretty much, that wraps it up. Uh, obviously, we talked about the talking heads. We've already jump rope with some of them at the end, uh, at, around the episode. But to give you all of them real quick, um, Yara and Jovi... They're gonna pl- they plan to take the pregnancy test. Yara says one more child. I'm going to the to Ukraine. That's happening. Uh, Libby and Andre. This is where I mentioned they talked about how maybe there needs to be more focus on their relationship over him working. Uh, Michael said that Angela embarrassed him and that they're not in good terms right now. We don't know what, anything beyond that. And then um, Kalani and Asuelu, He still wants to take his family to Samoa and hopes that. Um, there's no friction there when he takes them. I believe for a vacation is how I felt. And then Kalani mentioned she does not want to be a Samoan housewife. And then Tiffany and Ronald, Ronald said his same old nonsense where he feels let down and disrespected by Tiffany and like, you know, the whole always blaming me nonsense. And Tiffany mentioned that she's nervous for her surgery, which I believe she's had at this point already. Yes, I would assume now if they filmed this a while ago and she was getting it just like a couple days after. So I'm going to assume that she did that. Yeah. Yeah. So that wraps up 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, Tell All, Part 2, Season 6, Done and Dusted. Liana, how are you feeling? It's over. <laughs> we did it. We did it. And soon we'll be on to 90 Day the Other Way, which uh, I, I'm excited. You know, I'm not going to lie, even though it's kind of exhausting at the end of every season, I, I love it. I can't help it. <laughs> 90 you, Day Fiance is like a good comfort blanket. It really is. You want to know? You want to quickly talk about who's on this new season? Yeah. And then can we talk about Darcy and Stacey? Yes. So actually happy to announce that we are doing the 90 second fiance, which is the smaller segment within this podcast where I will be talking about the other 90 day centered shows on the network that we might not be covering with a fine tooth comb like we do the main 90 day show. So that would include Darcy and Stacey, which Liana is an expert on and we'll be talking about here, catching us up on the first five episodes of season two. And then next week I will talk about love and paradise, the Caribbean as well. Okay. Liana. So there are two new couples in the uh, 90 day universe coming up on 90 day. The other way, one of them is Alina and Steven. Okay. Steven Mm -hmm. is from Salt Lake city, Utah, and Alina is from Russia and he is going to Russia. So I think. Okay. He is going because I'm literally reading the summary statement and it's like, there's Steven 25 who was planning to move to Russia until COVID-19 changed their plans. Oh, they're going to move to Turkey together. So, okay. So this is the the little blurb. Steven, a devout Mormon from Utah is giving up his life in America to be with Alina, a beautiful Russian woman. He met a year ago on a language app. 
when the Russian border closes because of the coronavirus pandemic, Stephen and Alina come up with a backup plan to meet up and marry in Turkey instead. Once there, secrets of Stephen's past and Alina's suspicions of infidelity begin to threaten their future together. And Alina oh. questions if she truly knows the man she's about to marry. Wait, Stephen's the one with the infidelity accusations? Yeah, potentially. Oh, how fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, alright, so, <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm intrigued. Alright, so that's the first couple. The next couple, also a new couple, is Ellie, who's 45 from Seattle, Washington, and Victor, who's 38 from Columbia. Now, their little blurb here reads, after falling for Victor while on a trip to South America, the love-struck couple continue their long-distance relationship for two years. Victor lives on a small Colombian island called Providencia, and Ellie has decided it's time to leave her successful restaurant business and city life in the U.S. for small-town island living on their little slice of paradise. As she prepares to move, the couple's issues with trust and financial concerns are dwarfed when Category 5 Hurricane Iota passes over the island, leaving behind unimaginable destruction. Ellie loses communication with Victor the night before the storm, and after days of silence, she travels to the island, distraught and desperate to locate him. Is this a movie? That does sound like the plot of a movie. Yeah. Well, I think they find each other because spoiler alert in the trailer, you definitely see both of them. So that's good news. Um, Damn, it's heavy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when they're the ones that I remember the most from the trailer, because they are fighting all the time. Yes, that I remember like, that as well. Like, They're just bickering. Yeah, like I don't think I've seen one segment of them where they're happy. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting to see play out. They're the only two new couples, Liana. The rest are coming back for more. So mm-hmm. Armando and Kenneth from last season are on this season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no introduction needed. Hopefully, he's learned some Spanish at this point. That's all I can remember that he didn't but know. Like, honestly, that's it because that's what I remember. They drug, dragged, dragged it out his drive to to Mexico. Drag. Kenny, I, I don't think <laughs> Kenny's, Kenny's drive. They dragged it out all the way for like five episodes, and it was so mm-hmm. boring. But they're so cute. But they're also so boring because they're so cute. They they don't have any drama, so I'm yeah. uh, I'm hoping we get a little bit more like uh, a little bit more drama. Uh, drama, spice, flavor, like something more with them than just Kenny learning Spanish. Yeah, so I'm really quickly reading their blurb, mm-hmm. and the big, the first main thing that's going to be source of drama is Armando wants to spare no expense for the wedding, but Kenny wants to. He's nervous about how much it might cost, so mm-hmm. that is one thing. The second thing is um, Kenny grapples with the guilt of missing his children in Florida, and then Armando brings up the topic of giving Hannah a younger sibling. So, oh, okay, all right. So maybe yeah. the wedding stuff is boring to me, but the kids mm-hmm. stuff sounds interesting. All right, and next one on the docket, a couple that I'm very surprised is uh, still together. Uh, Sumit and Jenny are coming back. Well, I'm I'm not surprised at all. The fact that they okay. The fact that she stayed with him after he catfished her, then she moved to India like multiple times, stayed throughout the whole thing of finding out he was still married. I mean, they're like she, obsessed with each other. Yeah, well, basically, then she sat there as her in-laws, his parents, like, berated her and, like, yes. talked negatively about him being with her. Like, 
it just makes no sense why she would be continuing this. But yes, after everything you highlighted, it's they must they're madly in love with each other. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. they're going to there's going to be a lot there because of his family. And then, of course, like he still doesn't want to get married to her. I think I saw that in the trailer. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's a lot. So here's the one bit of blurb that I did not know. OK, Samit continues to push for his parents approval to marry and a surprising solution is presented. Sumit's mother offers to move in with them in order to train Jenny to become more of a traditional Indian daughter in law. Mm. Yeah, that's going to go well. (laughs) It's going to be brutal. All right. Next couple is Ari and Binyam. They're back again. So if you remember, Binyam is located in Ethiopia. Ari moved to Ethiopia where they had their baby together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they're together. And I think the big storyline for them that I remember is her ex-husband. Is coming to visit. Is coming to visit or something. Yeah. Ari's ex-husband of 10 years is coming to visit. And Biniam is convinced that he's only visiting to try and win Ari, Ari back. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot here. Uh, we will see that when we see that. And then the next one, they weren't on last season, Liana, but they're coming back. It's Evelyn and Corey. Oh, no. You can't make me. I'm fine. 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 Yeah. So um, I just don't care about them at all whatsoever. And would you rather evil and like he's such a dud. She's evil and he's a dummy. That's how it felt and feels still. Yeah, yeah. The only time I ever felt any emotion is when he lost his father and he was talking about that and it was very emotional. My heart went out to mm-hmm. him and she was just still evil the whole time. Yeah, because he, he had a very close relationship with his family before he moved. Mm-hmm. They were all living on that compound together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he sold his portion and his car, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And then, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Whatever, I don't know. I guess it's better than seeing Cheese Stick come back for a second season. Oh my god, and Melisa. She's sick. I genuinely do not remember his name. What was his name? Uh, Was it not Tim? Tim and Melisa? Tim? Wasn't Tim the other guy? No, it was Tim. It was Tim and Melisa. It was also Tim. But then there was also the Tim that that met up with What's-Her-Face. There was the other Tim. Tim. You know Tim? Tim, It was like... You're talking about the 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 slick pillow back talk. hair Tim. Yeah, pillow, yes, talk, pillow Tim. talk Tim. Okay, yes. he's a different Tim, and then Cheese Stick is also Tim. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. I'm glad. Very surprising. <laughs> glad we cleared that up. Multiple Tims. Anyway, well, fine. Whatever. I'll fast Tim. forward through their segments. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So now it's Tim. Sorry. Now it's time <laughs> for ninety second fiance. Liana, you are truly the expert in Darcy and Stacy. You've you watched the show when I wasn't watching it, and then I caught up to start talking about it more on this podcast. But I'm very happy you're here. Please give us a summary of what what's going on with them, who they are, if someone doesn't know, and uh, where they're at right now with season two. Okay, yeah, I'm super obsessed with Darcy and Stacey. I know a lot of people don't like them, but I do. I'm I'm obsessed with the trash because I think they're both messes. So Darcy and Stacey are twins. Darcy was on the very first season of 90 Day before the 90 Days. 
And that was actually the first season of 90 Day I ever watched. So I have like very much a like obsession with her. She was with this guy, Jesse. And then she stayed with this guy, Jesse, through the next season of Before the 90 Days. But they were just a complete mess. And so then they broke up. And then she was on another season of, I think, still Before the 90 Days with this guy, Tom, who was just... Oof. Great. He was the, great. He was the worst. <laughs> also, they're all the worst. Jesse was also terrible. And then Jesse was giving... Anyway, there's... Okay, this is the thing with them is like they have such a ingrained back lore. It very much could be something out of like the Star Wars novel system. Like where it's just like you have these characters who all like interact with one another and then like Tom and Jesse became friends because they both hated Darcy and then Tom was like dating this woman in Canada and like anyway it's a whole thing. So anyway so try to get to the Liana focus Liana focus to try to get to the nuts and bolts of it all. Darcy was on several episodes of or seasons of 90 Day. Darcy is twins with Stacy, who Stacy has this guy, Florian, who she's been with for a long time, and they got the K-1 visa. So 90 Day Fiance, like their spinoff of Darcy and Stacy, covers first season, Florian coming to be with Stacy and their K-1 thing, and then Darcy's quest for love in general. And she's been with this guy, Georgie, since the first season of uh, Darcy and Stacy, which again is their spinoff. But this whole season now is about how the relationship between Darcy and Georgie is falling apart and there's a lot of drama with them and Florian's still there. <laughs> and so it's mostly about Darcy and then Stacy is kind of a little bit of the side character, but it's called Darcy and Stacy. Though is that inf- informative in any way? I feel like I just mouth blobbled for forever. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you've you've nailed all of it. So Darcy and Stacey are twins and they are both messes and this follows their life pretty much. Um, and they both have... <laughs> okay, next time you just do it because, because I just, I don't know what information is relevant and what's not. So I just want to spit out all the information. Like the fact that Darcy and Stacey, I, I, it's unclear how they make money, but like clearly they get daddy's money because their dad is really like a businessman and then... Darcy's kids, Aniko and Aspen are there, and then there's like stuff with them. Yeah, no, I I think we needed, so I needed all the context for this first time we're talking about it to catch people up to speed on what's going on with them. So, and and obviously the relationships are a little bit shambolic, otherwise they would not have their own show, but Florian and uh, Stacy got married during the pandemic and now, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to make life work. Georgie has moved in with St- with uh, Darcy during the pandemic. He's moved to Connecticut, but then there's like a whole money issue with them where Georgie's not really, you know, contributing financially, but then they found a sock with money in it that he was hiding from St- Darcy that becomes a whole thing. Aniko and Aspen just have to live through second, third, fourth hand embarrassment because their mom embarrasses them at every turn. They made a song together. I When I was watching this over the weekend, I could not believe what I was watching, Liana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're amazing. I love them. I love them. So, so the whole like main source of a lot of this relationship drama between them is the fact that, which by the way, for context, Stacy bankrolls Florian's lifestyle. Okay. So she's like very much the sugar mama for him, but they're 
they're all upset about the fact that Darcy is essentially doing the same thing with Georgie. Like Darcy's upset that Georgie's using her for her money. Florian is upset. Stacy is upset that that's happening. And again, it's a lot of like pot host kettle black or whatever. Pot host. What's their name? Fine. Pot host. <laughs> pot host calling the kettle black. You know, it's just like, it's the same. It's like looking in a mirror and Stacy derives so much pleasure from Darcy's pain. Like that. She's the better twin, like of the twins because she's been in this quote unquote stable relationship with this guy, Florian. And who, by the way, we have evidence that Florian cheated on another woman, like with so, another woman. Yeah, with another woman on Stacy. I hope that's the right whatever. Yes. So yes. So like it's 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 all mess. And Florian's supposed to be this model, but he's got this just no light on inside look 100% of the time. He just sits there and stares. <laughs> it's just like nobody's home. You know, the lights are on, but no one's home. Georgie is by far the most normal one, it seems, out of the bunch, which honestly isn't even saying that much. And then there's this whole drama where he was married. So Georgie was previously married. Mm-hmm. And then Darcy was like, I need answers. He doesn't tell me anything. I need answers. And so she messages Georgie's ex-wife. And so he goes, she goes to like her and Stacy, because they do everything together. Darcy and Stacy go and meet up with Georgie's ex-wife, who was pretty great, but fine. And and it's just it's so much drama. And then the ex is saying they hadn't signed the divorce papers, so maybe they're not divorced. And then some third party told some friend of Darcy's that Georgie called them American trash. It's too much. <laughs> it really too is. Much. Oh my god, and Stacey and Florian want to have a kid, but she's 46 and he's 29, so it's very much shades of Angela, and they went to see and, the doctor, and the doctor's like, uh, <laughs> like, no. Well, Your and and slim. And Florian, she keeps, and, and Stacy keeps bringing up, like, hey, we might have to think of other methods of birth, because, like, I'm too, I'm older. Florian's like, well, I'm traditional and, you know, God has a plan. So if it happens by God, then it's fine. Otherwise, he does not want a baby through. Similar again to Angela and Michael, where like there's only one route it can happen and it's more slim than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think Florian probably like doesn't care, like doesn't want a kid. That's why he's fine with letting nature take its course or whatever. <laughs> so, so hey, but Stacey's like, oh, I'm nervous that you'll leave me if I don't give you a child again. She's 46 years old. And now they've got this whole subplot of them going to Turkey to get a bunch of plastic surgery. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> One other quick thing is in the second season, they've moved into like a bigger spot, better spot. And just to give you a, more of a taste of how dysfunctional Darcy and Stacy are, they're in the same building. Darcy snuck behind Stacy's back and paid the deposit for the better apartment. So now Darcy lives above. They live directly above Stacy and Florian. Darcy and mm-hmm. George, you do. It is so messy these yeah. two so yeah. messy no it's so messy and it was funny because i think in season 1 they so they both got apartments in the same building in season 1 mm-hmm. as well and i think there was also some drama about like who got what unit or something and so it's just carrying on it's very much they clearly love and support each other but if it means getting a one up on the other then they're here for that as well they very much want to be the better of the twin. And, 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 you know, when Darcy and Stacy ever met the significant others, even in previous seasons, there was always this like, well, we're doing this. What are you doing with your lives? And it's like, well, we're doing this. And it's like, oh, they're doing more than we are. Okay. We need to do more. And like, there's always this like 
weird thing where when she meets up with Georgie, there's like this to me, it felt like Stacy was thinking, well, you're only getting married to or you're only getting engaged to like show it in my face to like be like me. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 very weird. And one of so so Georgie and Darcy get into this big fight. And so they're staying at a hotel because they're down in Washington, D.C., theoretically helping Georgie move out like all the way into Connecticut. And and like they get in this big fight. And so Darcy goes back to stay with Stacy and Florian in their room. And there's this scene of the three of them all just sitting together like shit talking Georgie that is so gorgeously beautiful. Like the twins are in the bed together. Florian is on a chair just doing his best to like crap on Georgie so that he stays in Stacy's good graces so that he can keep getting bankrolled for like his stuff. <laughs> uh it's it's amazing. Anyway, so that's yeah. the update. <laughs> Needless to say, I will be talking about now that you have the full context, I'll be talking about each episode as it comes through on this very podcast. At the very end of the pod, um I'll try and do a little like sound effects so you know it's about to be 90 second fiance when i say 90 second i fully intend on it being a set amount of time so maybe i'll put a timer in there or something i'll figure out a way to do it but i'm very happy liana that you are here to give us the full update before we get the little updates yeah again i don't know if that made any sense at all but um that's I, I love them. I love them yeah. so much. <laughs> and did I tell you about the time? Okay, so, because I told you they had one time Darcy had lunch with this guy, the, the guy that she was with in the third season, Tom. They had lunch in a restaurant in New Haven that I've eaten in before. How you exciting! This up. I'm pretty sure you've said this on podcast before, too. I love it. And whenever she's because Darcy sometimes takes the rail station here out of New Haven because I can, you can tell based on the way that the tiling is on the way up to the the tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to meet I, them someday. I feel like, and I might be wrong. I feel like we've at least talked about Darcy on one of these seasons on this pod, like while I was covering the pod, the 90 day podcast, I feel like she's come up at least once or was on a season once. Hmm. Might have that wrong. I don't know. You've been doing, it feels like you've been doing this for so long, but also not that long, but it's just because every single season, <laughs> like it's always on, you know what I mean? You never get yeah. a week off. <laughs> well, it's been a year, right? The first episode we did was um, July 31st, 2020. So it's been a year, but it's, we've also covered a lot of seasons. <laughs> so it's been a lot, but no, I'm looking at it now. She has not been on any of the seasons we've covered on this podcast. So okay. it's definitely new information for everyone involved. Very fun. Very fun. Very fun. Liana, thank you so much for dealing with me just in life, but also on this podcast. Appreciate you coming through. Where can people find you? What are the projects you have going on at the moment? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Liana RHAP, podcasting about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 6. I just got together with Beth and Amon to talk about the game within a game, which was the RuPaul's Secrets celebrity there's no celebrity lip sync smack down or whatever it was yeah it's like got a long name um and that was really really fun to talk about all of that and then of course the uh you know the big brother coverage here and there 
Thank you, Liana. Thank you so much. You can find me on all major social media platforms at Puyaism, but you can find me on twitch.tv slash Puya. I stream three times a week there, trying to do a little bit more now that Big Brother's starting to wrap up. But speaking of Big Brother, still a month away um, for it to be done. And I will be talking live feed updates with Taryn Armstrong in the mornings, Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. So definitely come there, say hello. Um, Mass Singer will be back in exactly one month from tonight, Liana, 22nd of September. Very excited. I've been saying this everywhere, but we have a new theme song and I'm very keen on debuting it. <laughs> so I can't wait for all of that. I'm sure once um, the they announce the cast the slash the costumes, we'll do a mm-hmm. preview. And that's also where we will fulfill the promise of watching Holy Moly 3D and 2D episode one and talking about that nonsense. Um, am I missing any of my plugs? Maybe. I would also like to let people know that I will be talking to uh, Sasha Joseph and Chappelle on their podcast, recapping Never Have I Ever. So you can find that over on their social media platforms on, I believe, Silent Podcast. That's where you can find that. Last but not least, if you would like to leave a rating and review for this podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. It helps people find the podcast. It helps us get feedback, what you like, what you don't like, what you like a lot. Definitely let me know. We'd appreciate that. Go over to robinswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, the number zero day fiance. As far as this podcast goes, that we have arrived at the destination. It is done and dusted for now. Tune in next week when I talk about the premiere episode of 90 day fiance, the other way with my first guest, the lovely Asia Welsh till then take care, have a good time. And bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.